Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. The title for our message this morning is How Much Can You Lift? How much can you lift? You know, when you think about how much can you lift, you know, you think about the gym, you think of weights. Anyone go to the gym here? Anyone lift a few weights? But let's go beyond that. How much can you carry day to day? How much can you give? How much can you work? How much can you love? How much can you run? How much can you keep on running? How far can you go? How much can you juggle? How much can you lift? You know, to do all that, we need strength. And strength is the inner resolve of physical ability, capacity, power, determination to achieve something to influence an outcome, to succeed, strength. Is there anyone here today that doesn't need strength? Show of hands. Ha <laughs> ha, someone had to do it. Cause talk to him later. It means he's got it from somewhere. Not steroids, but from somewhere. <laughs> but we all need strength. Our Heavenly Father tells us to be strong. Our God tells us to be strong. He tells Joshua in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. You can open up your Bibles. It will come up on the screen. Joshua, chapter 1, it says, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you to do. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, you can tell I set up this morning because I didn't put the projector in the right spot and some of the words are out. So I should just leave it to the people that know what they're doing. But you've got your Bibles. You can see what's happening. I've got my Bible. But it says three times in those verses, be strong and courageous. Three times, just in that one chapter, just over nine verses, be strong and courageous. Joshua had been leading under Moses for many years. Moses had been the deliverer that God used to get God's people, the Israelites, out of slavery. They'd been in slavery in Egypt for 400 years. They'd gone into slavery just as 70 people, but 400 years later, God rescued them through Moses, and there was 2 million plus of them, and God parted the Red Sea. They went through miracles. They wandered in the desert. God took them on a journey. They were disobedient. They were obedient. They went through cycles. 
But now Moses is gone, and there's been a promise of taking them to the promised land. But Moses wasn't going to make it to the promised land. Now Joshua was taking leadership, and dude is freaking out. But God says, be strong and courageous. And he says, I'm with you wherever you go. God just doesn't tell you and I to be strong and courageous. He actually says, I'm with you wherever you go. See, that would have been a lot of force, a lot of resistance, a lot of pressure on Joshua. And that's what strength is, is that ability to endure when there's resistance. I just reckon today someone needs to hear that. Be strong and very courageous. God is our source. That's where we get our strength. He's our source. Our God, the creator, your God, my God, he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. In Zimbabwe, we probably say he's omnipotent. <laughs> he's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. How did he come up with an omnipotent from potent? But omnipresent means he's everywhere at every time. That's how big our God is. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. This is our God who is with us wherever we go. Psalm 28 verse 8 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. My heart exalts. It means my heart rejoices because he is my strength. The Lord is your strength. He gives you strength. He gives you and I strength. But he doesn't give us strength in isolation. He doesn't give us strength in isolation. First thing today is that we all need strength but the second thing is that there's only so far that you can go by yourself there is only so far you can go by yourself Britney Spears sings stronger big hit stronger than yesterday she goes my loneliness is killing me no more Right, she's been cheated on, she's been broken hearted, and she's just like, I don't need anyone anymore. It's like nothing but my way. It's like a self-empowerment song. But she makes a point. She's made money from it, great, no disrespect. But someone hearing that song can think, you know, I can do life by myself. People hurt people. Imperfect people hurt people. Imperfect people hurt hurting people. But we're all those. We're all imperfect. None of us are perfect. But we have to work through it. Work through it together. That's where the strength comes from. God hasn't created us to do relationship. I mean, to do life by ourselves. He's created people to do it together. There is strength in numbers. You know, we hear that in, you know... Wherever we are, there is strength in numbers. But that, that concept, that principle actually comes from the Bible. Because in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 11, let's just go there. Let's get our Bibles out. 
Check it out on your phone. If you've got your phone, Ecclesiastes 4, chapter 9 to 11. So it doesn't mean it's okay to hurt people, you know, when we say hurting people hurt people, but it happens, and we've got to work through it. But we're actually stronger together. So Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 11 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? We're stronger together. There's only so far that you can go by yourself. How much can you lift? You know, you think about the gym. How much can you lift? Wow, Alpha Fit. Look at that picture. How much can that guy lift? He's got 20 kilos on each side. The bar's probably another 20 kilos, 60 kilos. He probably started at 10, and he's been working at it for a while. You know, you, you get strength as you exercise regularly, but you get to a point where you're trying to lift more, but you just can't get to that weight. And that thing can actually hurt you if you just get the bench, you know, the bar out, and you're trying to do it by yourself. You actually need other people. There's only so much you can lift by yourself. There's only so far, oh, there he is. <laughs> He's not an angel. He's actually an intentional friend that is there. They're walking together. They're working out together. Two is better than one. And that person doesn't have to be with him all the time. He'll get to a point where he's able to lift that and keep working out and keep working out. But there's only so far you can go by yourself. Where to bring strength to one another. Who are you bringing strength to in your life? Who is bringing strength to you in your life? God works through people. His supply comes through others. Who's asking you the hard questions, the tough questions? Now, you can't do that with everyone, but you've got to pray into it. Who are going to be those people? And I just love Jake, our worship leader there. He was the one doing the weights there. If you didn't recognize him, he's actually trying to hide wearing a jacket in a room that's 25 degrees at the moment. He's trying to hide. He's right there. Thanks for the photos, Jake. I wonder how many takes you had to do there to get that. But God uses people. For myself, just the other day, I was just feeling overwhelmed, feeling a bit distressed, trying to have my quiet time with God in the morning. And I'm just finding other things to do just because the room I was in was a mess. Things I've just left because I'm just overwhelmed day to day, now and again. Anyone been there? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, Lord, I want to spend time with you, but I'll just fix this. I'll fix that. Next thing, I, could, I was going for a run in a few hours. I couldn't find the charger for my watch. I'm like, no, I need the charger. It's like almost an hour goes and just getting distracted. Because I was just overwhelmed, not because of what was happening there, but because of things where I'm trying to be strong in my life. Trying to be strong by myself. But I was going for a run with a mate. I'm thinking, I don't want to go for a run at 6 a.m. with this guy. I hope he cancels on me. All right. And the reason why I don't want to go is because we're real with each other. Hey, you doing, bro? I'm not going to just say I'm good if I'm not good. Dude didn't cancel. 6 a.m., 
How you doing, Steve? How you doing? I just skipped the answer. How you doing? But then next thing I'm like, yeah, feeling overwhelmed. This is what's happening. We just started sharing. We're looking for a house at the moment. On the base side, we've been looking for months. It's just getting tricky. Our timing is just not looking like what we want. Just sharing things about how things are tough for us at the moment. And he was just listening. And he shared some of his testimonies about the time they were looking for a house to rent. And just sharing with someone, there was just power in that. And I left that run feeling encouraged. And my wife would be thinking, so... How come you say you had a bad morning before? Because now, you know, you've been lifted up. So we need people, you know, that God works through. And he brings strength through people. So there's only so far you can go by yourself. God works through people, but he, God, has to be more than enough. He needs to be more than enough. It needs to start there. It needs to start with God and it needs to land with God. So we can have this unhealthy dependence on people. As good as people are, as good as we can be brothers and sisters in Christ, we can lose the focus and start focusing too much on people when God actually he's our source. He has everything we need. He will send people how and when we need them. But there's only so far... You can go with people. So we all need strength. There's only so far you can go by yourself. But there's also only so far you can go with people. God is the ultimate source of strength. With him as your strength, you and I can be a strength. To others. With him as your strength, you can be a strength with others. Let's look at a story in uh, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 to 8. 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. How you guys doing? Having a good morning? Let's find 1 Samuel. It's after 2 Samuel. I've always heard preachers make those jokes. I'm like, that's not funny, but now I'm starting to say it myself because I'm trying to find the page and make sense why they do that. Um, 1 Samuel 30, God is our strength. 1 Samuel 30, 1 to 9. It says, Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Imagine that. The soldiers, the army, they've been fighting somewhere else. They come back to their own place. Everything's been burnt up. Hide your wife, hide your kids. Nah, they're gone. Some people get that one. But they're gone. They've been taken captive. They've lost absolutely everything. Verse 5. Now verse 4 says, Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. They were so distressed. They wept until they had no more strength to weep. Anyone here ever cried so much that you've got no more strength to even cry? This is where David and those guys were. It says in verse 5, David's two wives. Oh, 
Let me read that again. David's two wives. The guy had two wives. That's thousands of years ago. It worked for them then. It was never God's plan. But you see, no one's perfect. Be a husband to one wife. Be a wife to one husband. Just in case people are wondering. But David was a man after God's own heart. But still he wasn't perfect and God was still using him. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, pursue, you shall surely overtake and surely rescue. See, David and his army, they've lost everything. They've lost property, but a lot of their property, their flock, their wives, their children, they've actually been taken. They haven't been killed. They've been taken away, and they're safe. But David's own people, his army, his own brothers, his own people that he's been leading, they start to turn on him. They're talking about stoning him. You see what I'm talking about? There's only so far you can go with people because sometimes people will betray, people will disappoint. It doesn't mean we, we don't trust and we're not vulnerable, but you've got to have a balance and you've got to have your main focus being on God, where your strength and direction come from. So they're turning on David. But what does David do? What does he do? We're told in verse 6 that he found strength in the Lord his God. It said that David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. He actually seeks God. He goes to God. He gets the priest to give him the ephod, the way, the way then he would seek God and seek direction. And God responds and says, pursue them. He goes, should we go after that army? Should we go after what's been taken? He just doesn't, you know, like your natural instinct would say, just go, just go. But he's so distressed in the moment. People want to stone him. He goes, he depends on God. Before he just takes matters into his own hands, he asks God, should we go? And God says, pursue them. And what actually happens is that they recover everything. They recover their flock they recover their wives. They recover their children. So in chapter 30, the rest of the story goes, I encourage you in your own time, 1 Samuel chapter 30, just read it and see how he recovers it all. God had to be enough for David, and he surely was enough. Is God enough for you? Is his strength enough for you? Or do we try to take matters into our own hands? Do you inquire of the Lord? David inquired of the Lord. He paused and he asked, he sought God. Remember we talked about in Joshua, God says, be strong, be courageous, for I'm with you wherever you go. He actually knew God was there with him and he asked. And God was going to go with him, but he asked him first. 
So strength is found in God. Strength is found in God. And God has given you and I the Holy Spirit. God's giving you and I the Holy Spirit. So we need to be a people who let the Holy Spirit lead us. That is how we find strength. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was there from the beginning in creation. It says in Genesis, right at the be in the beginning, the earth was empty, but over the waters, the, the Spirit was hovering. The Holy Spirit's been there from the beginning. But as Adam and Eve, man and woman, messed up in the garden, when God had given them freedom, free will to choose, they did the very thing that God asked them not to do. God had relationship with them. But then they did the one thing God said, don't do, they sinned. And ever since then, everyone that is born is born into sin. And all that means is that we're separated from God. It's just in our nature. One, to want to be our own God, to want to be in control, to do our own thing. Because God created you and I in his image. So we want to do our own thing. But like I said, we need others. We need God. But ever since then, man and woman have been separated from God. But God made a way. From that time on, throughout the whole Bible, you see the story of Jesus. That God has been pursuing you and I, pursuing humankind, his people. In love, he's been pursuing. And then finally, and he'd been promising this throughout the whole Bible, throughout the whole journey over the years, promising the Messiah. Jesus is born God's very own son. God sends his one and only son to live on this earth. He lived a perfect life. He performed miracles. He showed so much love. People know about Jesus because of what he did, the love he, sh he showed. But he was God, fully man, fully God. But because we've all messed up, we've all been born in sin, and as much as we can be good and try to be good, there's only one way to the Father, and it's through Jesus. And there's punishment for that sin, and that is death and total separation from God forever. But God made a way since Jesus, he lives on this earth, he shows us how to live, but then he gives his own life. He dies for nothing. People just didn't like him because he just didn't align with what they th thought God was. So they kill him. But as you know the story, he's buried in a tomb. And three days later, he rises again, as had been prophesied. He defeats death. He resurrects. He lives on this earth for a few more days, 40 days or something. And then he ascends. And before he ascends to heaven to be with his father, he says, what I've been promising you, the Holy Spirit, which is God's own very presence. You see, Jesus being on earth was great. But it wasn't going to be enough because God's omnipresent, right? But Jesus couldn't be omnipresent as a man. So he said, I have to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And as we accept what Jesus did on the cross for us, he died for you and I. We're all sinners. He's paid the price. There's nothing more we can do other than accept that. As we believe that, the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts, into our lives. 
and we start to walk led by the Holy Spirit. So we need the Holy Spirit. That's how we get direction. We read the Bible. God speaks to us through the Word. But as we read the Word... We're feeding the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in our thoughts, in our heart, in our feelings, and that's what directs us. So we need the Holy Spirit. That's where strength comes from. Strength is found in the Holy Spirit. You see, God, through the Holy Spirit, won't do the work for you. He's not going to make life easy for you. But what did he say in Joshua? I'll be with you wherever you go. He's there with us. Sometimes we're just like, I don't need you, God. I don't need you, Holy Spirit. But he's always there. He's always there. But he wants to lead us. He wants us to walk in step. So as we feed on the word, as we just depend on God, Lord, help me. Lord, show me you are real. He shows us and he leads us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Who, who needs comfort? We all need comfort. He's our counselor. He challenges us. So we all need the Holy Spirit. And you see some people, you think, man, why are you so angelic or why are you so nice? Why are you so loving? It's because they've got the Holy Spirit in them. And there's a bit of God in all of us because we have been created by him. But when we say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes over, not in a controlling way, but in a partnership and in a way that he leads us. So we find strength as the Holy Spirit leads us. Psalm 105, verse 4. Write this down. You guys love writing notes. Psalm 105, verse 4, and 1 Chronicles 16, 11. They're two verses that say exactly the same thing. They say exactly the same thing. This is David who wrote the Psalms speaking. And it's a song that he sang, and it's there in Chronicles, and it's there in Psalms. It says this, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Simple. Seek the Lord. Seek him. Look for him. Ask for him. Search for him. And it says, do this continually. Seek his presence continually. The working of God's mighty strength through Jesus Christ is given through the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, and all we have to do is ask. Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 16. We're getting close to an end. Ephesians 3, 14 to 16 says this. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. How cool is that? Our Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. God is so big. We think people are just naming families, they're just doing this, but God is involved in that. So every family has been named. Through God. That, so he's praying for this, that according to the riches of God's glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. This is how we're strengthened, through the Holy Spirit. We see David in that story, he seeks God for direction. How is God directing you? How is God directing you? How much can you lift? 
So you can't do it by yourself. We've all tried. Progress in life comes through relationship. The king of all relationships is God. He models it so well. So we need to seek him. How much can you lift? We all need a partnership with our God, a partnership with his grace. Grace is unmerited favor. You don't have to do anything to receive grace. He just wants to give us his strength. He wants to give us his love. He's there with us at all times. So as you seek God, even right now, in your own heart and you're just thinking and you're focusing on the Holy Spirit, what is it in your life that you're lifting? What are you lifting at the moment that you shouldn't be lifting? What are you carrying in your life right now that you shouldn't be? You're lifting these things, you're carrying these things out of wanting to be strong. And maybe you're wanting to be strong for someone else. You're lifting their burdens. Maybe you've been doing that for a while, but what is it that you're lifting at the moment that you shouldn't be? What are you missing out on at the moment because you're lifting something you shouldn't be lifting? Just think about it. If you're lifting so many things, but they're the wrong things, you've got no space to lift anything. God is our creator. Our purpose is found in him. But we can get so lost, misled, trying to be our own gods. And we don't mean to do that, but we just want to be strong. But we end up carrying things that he wants to carry. It could be relationships, a relationship that you're, you're, you're stuck in, you're walking in, you're trying to help someone, but you've done it for so long and it's keeping you from other things. When God actually is like, no, I'll look after him. You're not God. I'm the helper. You focus on me and I will lead you. What are you lifting? What are you carrying? But what are you missing out on because of what you're trying to carry? Or even more, what what are other people missing out on because you're trying to lift so much or you're lifting that thing you shouldn't be? I just find that challenging for myself because I'm like, man, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do this. But actually when we seek God and he shows us, drop that, hand that over, you're like, oh, there's going to be a gap. Who's going to do that? God will provide. And you do all these things. You communicate them well. But the hardest part is to lay down. To lay down. So what are you carrying that you shouldn't be carrying, that God hasn't actually asked you to carry, that if you went to him today, if you asked him now, Lord, should I be carrying this? Or Lord, show me what I'm carrying that I shouldn't be. Strength comes from rest. See, Jake can work out as much as he wants, but he's going to get tired and he needs to rest. I run marathons. I've run 54Ks before six hours and something, but I'm not going to, the next day, go and run again. That's just silly, right? We need rest. 
strength comes from rest, but we actually rest in God. So we do things, we're strong in Him, but we also have to actually rest, trust in Him. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait upon the Lord, those who trust in in the Lord, that's resting in Him. It says, those who do that shall renew their strength. So you need time to renew your strength. It says they will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. We've got to let the Holy Spirit lead us. How much can you lift? There's got to be a rhythm in how we do things in life. Rest, work, lift, carry, sleep. There's got to be a rhythm. We can't just go, 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 go. Some people have been running so hard. Some people have been working so hard. Some people have been loving in relationships as in loving people, giving out so much that you come to the point where you're broken, you're tired, but still you're still trying to keep going. But God says, seek me, seek my, my spirit, and I will lead you. So we need to find strength in the Holy Spirit. We all need strength. There's only so far you can go by yourself. There's only so far you can go with people. We've got to let the Holy Spirit lead us. Because he's the creator. He has a purpose for everyone here. And the only way you're going to discover that and walk in that is is if you let him lead you. So we've actually got to lay it down. The way we receive strength is by laying these things down, laying ourselves down to receive his strength. We've got to find strength in his presence. We've got to find strength in the Holy Spirit. We've got to find strength in his word. His word. This is our foundation. What does the Bible say about this, about that? Every area of your life, the Bible will say something about it. This is where our strength comes from. Matthew 4, verse 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Father. We find strength in the Word. I encourage you, memorize some verses. When they jump out at you, when you read them, when you hear it at church, write it down, write notes. I encourage you to journal, get a journal. Write your thoughts down, write your prayers down, write your whatever you're stressing out about, write it down and give it to God. That's where we find our strength. Strength comes from regular exercise in the physical. And in the same way, in the spiritual, we've got to exercise spiritual disciplines regularly. That's how we find strength. Prayer, praying. We say here at Newman Church that prayer fuels power. We get strength from prayer. So I encourage you to be a people that pray, a people that are grateful. You write down what you're thankful for. Things change straight away as you just start to be grateful. And like we said, there's strength in numbers. There's strength we find in being together in church. Come to church. It's like gone are the days where people used to go to church every Sunday. We're not just saying that just to get numbers up or we have this room full every weekend but it's that we actually need one another yeah. as a body that's how God's created us I get so encouraged when I see people in church and it's not like I'm like oh they didn't come to church they didn't. but I'm like so much happens when we because we all come with something different yeah. we all have something different to give in our experience and who we are so I just encourage you enjoy love desire to be in the house of God, 
to be in a life group, to be in fellowship, because we all have something to give. Our strength comes from that as God gives it. And we can't lift much without God. We can think, oh, I'm, too, I'm busy, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But actually, is God in that? Is God leading you in that? And it's not like you have to keep asking every time, oh, is this a God thing? Is this not a God thing? No, God gives you strength and wisdom to go about doing what you need to do. But it's just acknowledging him in little moments, in bigger moments, like, God, I'm giving this to you. We need to acknowledge him, and he gives us strength. It won't count for much unless God is giving you strength. When I say much, I mean whatever it is you're doing, where's the eternal value in it? And you ask God that. Sometimes you think, oh, what, what does this mean for eternity? And you can get pedantic. But just ask God. He will lead you. But if you're leaning, leaning on God for strength and direction and you have a relationship with him, he will lead you so that whatever you're doing is making a difference for eternity. So let's be a people that lay things down and receive his strength. If you could all stand with me, if the worship team could come up. We're to lay all our striving down. Aussies, and when I say Aussies, I'm talking about all of us. Everyone in this country, it's part of the culture, hard-working people in all areas of life. But we need to lay our striving down. We need to lay our cares, our burdens down. Even our dreams and ambitions, bring it all to his feet and let him be the strength and the one who gives us rest. You know, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it talks about my grace is sufficient for you. It says that God's strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. So we've got to admit our weaknesses. And it's not bad to have weaknesses because we all do. But when we're feeling tired, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling anxious, that word that, um, especially for David, he, it says he was distressed. To be distressed is actually to be feeling or becoming afflicted with anxiety, uneasiness, trouble. We all go through that, but we've actually got to lay it down at his feet. So we just want to open up this altar. It's already open, so much space. But I want to encourage you as we worship to just come up and worship. Whatever posture you want to take, whether it's kneeling on your knees, whether it's raising your hands, no one's going to be watching anyone. It's just have a few minutes with God of saying, God, I lay everything down. Strengthen me. Reveal yourself to me again. Something happens when you lay everything down. Something happens when you admit that you need God. Let's all close our eyes for a moment. Let's be a people that lay it all down. A people that are hungry for the Holy Spirit. So if that's you today, you know you need to lay things down. Maybe you'll be feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling distracted. Maybe you've been hurt. Whatever it is that's coming to mind, I invite you in this moment right now to just start walking up to the front and just take a posture. Take a posture to worship Him. 
take a posture to reach out to him and lay things at his feet. His word says, let us boldly approach the throne of grace where we find our present help in time of need. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, We would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.